Here's something I've been thinking about a lot lately. This virus and the ripple effect it has on us, on our society, it puts a magnifying glass right up against the things that we don't want to look at. The sore spots, the wounds, they fester, feel more urgent. And those of us who are already on the margins, at risk, this moment doesn't change that. More likely than not, it just makes things worse. So things like healthcare, protecting the elderly, economic inequality, it's almost as if this virus shines a light on these issues. And for those of us on those margins, it's more than a societal issue. It's life. There are close to 60,000 homeless in Los Angeles, while the rest of us are ordered to shelter in place. Some remain without shelter. From Neon Hum Media, this is Telescope. I'm your host, Jonathan Hirsch. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for the foreseeable future, we're going to bring you stories of people who are far away, up close, and how each of us are learning to live through this pandemic. Neon Hum producer Carla Green has been reporting on the homeless crisis in L.A. for the past four years. One of the people who I talk to regularly is a guy named Theo Henderson. Uh, He lives in Chinatown, and he actually hosts a podcast called We the Unhoused. Good morning. This is Theo Henderson from We the Unhoused. And in essence, we're practicing social distancing. distancing He records the podcast on a little microphone that he plugs into his smartphone. It's about being unhoused in Los Angeles, and that's a term that Theo kind of deliberately uses, unhoused rather than homeless. He said it's because homeless is a term that has kind of been thrown at him almost like a, a weapon, um, that it has these kind of ne- really negative connotations specifically for him and also other people who live on the streets. So Carla, I'm guessing that the two of you have talked about what's going on since coronavirus? Yeah, we've talked about it. He's done several um, podcast episodes since the outbreak began, talking about what it's been like for him and other unhoused people. So first question, can you please tell me where you are right now? Right now I'm in in Los Feliz in the back of a parking lot at McDonald's. One night about a week ago, I called Theo up and asked if we could talk about what the pandemic has been like for him specifically. (laughs) And I recorded it. What did you have for dinner? Well, I had uh, I have a weakness for the frappes here and the large fries. So that is what I'm going to bring you for the episode today. Great. Day three of the coronavirus lockdown. As you can hear, the difference between the bustling crowds, the bustling conversation. For the past month, Theo has been recording audio diaries almost every day. This is Theo Henderson from Weedy Unhoused, and I'm sitting at the park in a very quiet, bucolic, eerie place. Theo suddenly found himself mostly alone in a deserted city. For the past seven years, Theo's lived outside a recreation center in Chinatown. It's a low brick building facing out over a small grassy lawn with some tables and chairs on the concrete under the overhanging roof out front. That is where Theo sleeps, on the concrete, on a bedroll and a yoga mat. 
It's been about a month since Mayor Eric Garcetti told Angelinas to stay home unless they had to do something essential like get groceries or a prescription. But Theo can't just stay home. And with businesses closed, Theo's cut off from things he needs to stay safe and sane on the streets. Like a place to charge his phone, restrooms at Starbucks. On the very first day of the lockdown in Los Angeles, Theo stopped by the Chinatown Starbucks, which hadn't shut its cafe yet. He needed to use the bathroom. I walked in, went to try to use the restroom, and I was stopped. I had to get into a four to five minute conversation demanding my humanity be respected. I explained to them, I said, well, what did, I thought that Starbucks had made the, uh, the agreement that anybody can use the restroom. Her argument, one of the employees' argument, was that based on COVID-19 virus, that you have to buy something to be magically cured in order to use the restroom. Theo is trying his best to be smart when he's out. I take all of the precautions that I can. I make sure um, I have now a face mask someone gave me. Um, I, I do the social distancing. Um, I'm very careful not touching my face and, no, you know, all of those kind of things. So He's doing his best to wash his hands regularly, even without access to running water. I had a uh, makeshift kind of thing. I would use some water. I had hand soap and I would do the best I could just to wash my hands, um, that kind of thing. And then I would dump the pail or uh, use a, a cup or a, a empty bottle and re- restart the process. So I did that. Um, the difficulty lies with going to the restroom, of course, because there was no public restrooms. Dio's also had a tough time finding food to eat in the pandemic. He can't stock up. He wouldn't have anywhere to store the groceries if he did. So he usually buys fresh food that he can eat right away. And that is where the difficulty is, because when you go there, it's wiped out. <laughs> so, you know, you could only eat so much peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Uh, so, <laughs> so those things are also another challenge, too. Over the years that Theo's lived outside in Chinatown, he's become a kind of well-known and beloved fixture there. And he's also become something of a public figure ever since he started his podcast. He's been profiled in the LA Times and interviewed by BBC News. But Theo knows that when some people look at him, they don't see a beloved community member or a podcast host. They see someone to fear, steer clear of. That's only gotten more intense since the pandemic started. I have moments of panic attack. Theo's not just worried about getting coronavirus, but also being accused of spreading it. Especially since he has hay fever, which means he's been coughing and sneezing these past few weeks. He's just waiting for someone to blame him, blame unhoused people for getting other people sick. And the first time I coughed, I was coughing somewhere, and you should have seen the glare. I thought I was going to get my butt kicked because everyone's thinking, you know, of the paranoia. So I'm having to choke back a cough or a sneeze and pray to God that there's not a heavy pollen count index. Um, So I'm having a lot of, uh, what do you call it, psychosomatic kind of symptoms like, oh, my God, please don't let me cough here. So I have a bit of a fear of that. The way that we look at other people has changed over the past month. Normal human interactions have taken on this kind of veneer of suspicion. It's like we all have these invisible six-foot bubbles around us, and we flinch when someone pierces them, gets too close. It can feel strange to treat other people like that, to be treated like that. The thing is, Theo's already been living in a world where people treat him with suspicion tend to stay six feet away from him. And honestly, even before this pandemic, he tried to steer clear of strangers too. 
He doesn't want them to call the cops on him, something that happens all too often to unhoused people. Theo says they in this next piece of tape, but he's talking about himself, too. They're tired of being arrested or cited and things of that nature, so they do the best that they can to try to um, extricate themselves from the house community. So when social distancing became the new normal, Theo was kind of like, I've already been socially distancing from housed people. They've already been socially distanced from me. Of course, it's not that Theo likes it like that. Staying away is about self-preservation. But now, with the pandemic, it's also about not getting sick. Because from Theo's perspective, at least at first, people with enough money to travel internationally were the most likely to have the virus, most likely to give it to him. I was doing social distancing away from the house community because, uh, quite frankly, at the time, the numbers was very low for unhoused people to have it, but it was a lot higher for housed individuals that had traveled and unwittingly had, um, would be the carriers of it. Like everybody else right now, Theo is trying hard not to get exposed to coronavirus. Here they come. He's been doing all the things you're supposed to do to protect yourself. You just hold on to this? Yeah. But he's worried that he might get it anyway. He's worried the city of Los Angeles so, is going to give it to him. You guys come to arrest us? Are you coming? No, sure because even in the midst of a pandemic, LAPD officers are still doing sweeps of the city's homeless encampments, making it hard for Theo to stay socially distanced from them. The afternoon Theo recorded the tape you're listening to, cops were coming through the recreation center where he lives. They were telling him to move his things so the area could be cleaned, which, as Theo points out, he was already doing when they showed up. Meanwhile, Theo is trying his best to stay six feet away from the cops. He asked them to stay back. Nine officers are the ones that are carrying the coronavirus, and I really don't <laughs> want to be that sure of you guys anyway, because you may be unsymptomatic, but you can still pass it on. And I can Theo's been keeping careful tabs on how many LAPD officers have COVID-19. As of the first week of April, close to 50 employees of the police department had tested positive. Being unhoused in a major city means getting swept. A lot. Best case scenario, people are supposed to get enough notice to move their things before the sweep. But often, that is not what happens. Often, the city throws away all of a person's belongings. People lose medication, important documents, even cleaning supplies. They don't get much time to move their belongings once the sweep starts. They can get arrested if they argue with cops. The city of Los Angeles has been sued repeatedly for the way it conducts these sweeps. It's been accused of depriving unhoused people of their constitutional right to property. Because you guys were uh, uh, crowding around us waiting as if something was going to jump off. Of course, now we're living in a pandemic. And in late March, the CDC came out against sweeps of homeless encampments for right now, while the virus is spreading. They published an official advisory saying, sweeps can mean that people move away from their home base and break vital connections with outreach workers, which will only help COVID-19 spread. Cities are supposed to let people be. But the sweeps keep coming. In an era of pandemic. Los Angeles has been scrambling to open new shelters since the pandemic started. The idea is to get as many unhoused people as possible off the streets and into shelters. Theo thinks that crowding people into shelters when they should be social distancing 
is a terrible idea. People have always ran to using shelters and many of the unhoused feel pressured because either they're telling them that they're going to ticket them or put them in jail or go into shelter. Now, which one you would choose, you'll choose the shelter, even though you may lose your life. Theo and I spoke on April 10th. That same day, news broke that 70 people had been diagnosed with coronavirus in a shelter in San Francisco. The outbreak had spread fast in the shelter. Just five days before, only two cases had been confirmed. A shelter in Skid Row has also reported cases of coronavirus, including one shelter worker since died of the virus. It's a Petri dish of, of COVID-19, uh, the flu uh, virus that's going around, staph infections, all types of different uh, complexities that lives with piling unhoused people on top of each other. Over the past week, Theo's actually been staying in a place a little bit like a shelter, a pod share in Los Feliz. Some friends helped him rent one of their dorm-style beds. He injured his ankle, and it's been tough to keep it elevated so it can heal when he's sleeping on the streets. Now, finally, it's healing. But Theo can't really socially distance at the pod share. The best way to keep people safe, Theo says, is to use the city's empty hotel rooms to house the unhoused. If everyone got one, they'd be able to wash their hands, shower, store their stuff, and also keep their distance from everybody else. Los Angeles actually has announced a program to use empty hotel rooms for the unhoused, but it's specifically for people who are considered high risk for COVID because they're elderly or have a pre-existing condition or both. Theo thinks the program should be for everyone. Anybody can get COVID-19. You could be having the bill of health and you can get it as well. A couple days after we spoke, Theo actually did spend a night at a hotel. There's a closet here. Oh, my goodness. The Ritz-Carlton in downtown L.A. Look at here. Some local activists reserved the room for him as part of a campaign to get California mayors to commandeer empty hotel rooms for the unhoused. I don't know what this... Oh, it's a bed bath towel. I have to check that out for research purposes. This is from a recording Theo made in the hotel room. Ah! What we have here... Imagine unhoused people would want to have a bath without having to be with 100 people. So they have a shower, they have a bathtub, which is I'm going to investigate and see if it's really up on the up and up. I haven't had a good soak in a while. I've had showers, but the baths is a different thing. Theo looked around while he was there and said entire floors of the hotel were empty. So Mayor Garcetti, You have stated that you have done all you can. Unfortunately, I don't think you've done enough because this coronavirus outbreak pandemic is spreading and it's not going to get better anytime soon. And we have people that still are out on the streets not too far from here that would love to have a place to be treated as some kind of home and some kind of shelter in place. So this is Theo Henderson from Weedy Unhoused. Stay tuned for more. The next morning, Theo woke up and checked out of the Ritz-Carlton. He doesn't know if he'll get a hotel room again anytime soon. The Los Angeles mayor's office did not respond to requests for comment on the campaign. There's something Theo says at the end of all the interviews on his podcast. He said it at the end of ours. And may we again meet in the light of understanding. It's something Malcolm X famously said. And it's also kind of what Theo's podcast is all about. 
understand what it means to be unhoused. Listen to us. We've got something to teach you. Theo says that's never more true than in a crisis like this one. Well, one of the uh, gentlemen that I interviewed uh, this week says it's much better than I could. We've already been in a, in a COVID-19. We're already in crisis. So it's not like this is just a new flavor of the month that we have to uh, contend with. But the house community, what I find, is still having a difficult time understanding the dimensions or the, the severity of the situation. This pandemic can sometimes feel like we're living in suspended animation, waiting for the other shoe to drop. But from where Theo's standing, it already has. There was a housewoman that went to Echo Park. She got evicted out of her place. And she walked up to the unhoused community member and asked her, what does she need to do for her first night to being out on the street? So that is maybe a sign that maybe, just maybe, there will be more people that will really look to the unhoused community as leaders in how to live through some uh, dark times. We're going to have a very larger unhousing crisis, more than 60,000 unhoused people, uh, people that were housed that had different types of jobs that were able to make, uh, not be on the street from the, the Great Recession, but they're on the street now because they have a non-essential job. Do you think Do you think that there's going to be like a flood of new unhoused people? Like I, I do. I, I'm, unfortunately, I do. I really do. A big thank you to Theo Henderson. You can find his podcast, We the Unhoused, on all major podcasting apps. Telescope is made possible by the world-class team of producers, editors, and engineers that make up Neon Hum Media. John Asante is the managing producer of Telescope. Today's episode was produced by Carla Green. It was edited by Catherine St. Louis and Vikram Patel. Our engineer is Mark Bush. Thanks to Matt McGinley for our theme music and to Blue Dot Sessions for additional tracks you hear on this episode. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Neon Hum Media. You can join our Facebook group by searching for Telescope Podcast. We want to stay connected to you during this unprecedented time in our history, so please don't be shy. Share your stories with us. Our DMs are open. If you have a story of life in isolation because of the coronavirus that you want to share with us, email us at pitches at neonhum.com. And if you like what we're doing here, please be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. I'm Jonathan Hirsch. We'll see you on Friday.